do this shit. Ladies and gentlemen, what's up? It's BC. Uh, this is the the launch of the new official interview series that I'm doing here on YouTube and for the podcast. You guys know YouTube recently uh, un unveiled, I guess would be the word, right? They They unveiled a new feature where now you can actually have a separate tab on your page where you have a podcast. So this is on the audio, which is still going. This is the new tab on my main YouTube channel. So moving forward, those of you who are on my old uh, Supreme Being podcast channel on YouTube with a couple thousand subscribers, moving forward, all the episodes will be here consolidated onto one YouTube channel. And I wanted to start a series as we transition. So you have my regular episodes plus these uh, where I wanted to bring guests on, some that I know, some that I don't know, who are successful in what they do and to interview them, right? An open talk for 30 minutes or an hour. Um, you guys know if I bring somebody, especially somebody that I know, I respect them. I can vouch for their work if I know them, right? Other people that I don't know, I can't vouch for them. But this man and many other guests, I can vouch for, and they are good and they are proven and they're fantastic at what they do. So, Pablito, what's up, bro? Yo, what's going on? And what's really going on? Thank you, bro. Thank you. First of all, I didn't know that about YouTube, which is phenomenal because I got my own podcast. So thank you, brother. And also thank you for having me as your first guest in, in this new series that you're doing on, on, on interviewing people, man. I appreciate it, man. Of course, bro. Now you guys know, right? Uh, most of you who have been around for more than, I would say, at least three or four years, Pablo's a familiar face to you. He's he's done guest speaking at my events, my higher level events, my coaching. So he's been around. He's been a good friend of mine for many, many years. And then he can tell you later how we met and all that. Uh, but like I said, bro, this is just like an open kind of chat, right? We'll get into what you do, but the, the, yeah. let's talk, you know, the, the beginning when you were a little NM and you were, you were a little youngster, <laughs> like growing up, obviously you're from Mexico. You weren't born here. You speak English better than 99% of the motherfuckers here. So kudos to you, my friend. But what was it like? What, what, what was it growing up? Where were you born? What was the first couple of years like? And how did that start to shape your life as you, as you grew up, man? Yeah, thank you. Well, I I, I remember it was the summer of 75. <laughs> 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 nah, thank you, man. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think most people that follow you, they know who I am. By the way, can I cuss? Or can I not? Or, or is it, you know, is it is, is your new YouTube shit, you know? What, what kind of fucking question? Is, bro, we're so shadow banned and demonetized. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. So just Dude, say Wait, whatever. hold on a second. Did, did you just assume my gender? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, now they're deleting the channel for sure. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right, cool, yeah. No, 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 but yeah, every, everyone knows who I am. I'm, I'm Pablo Espinosa de los Monteros. I'm Mexican. I'm an image consultant, but I don't even consider myself an image consultant, right? I'm a salesman. <laughs> I think I was born a salesman, baby. <laughs> we, are, we, you, you and I are similar in that, that when we were very young, we were hustling <laughs> from fucking high school or even before, way before that. So yeah, I grew up in uh, in Mexico City and I grew up without a father. So dad, dad from the very get-go, my father died in a, in a car accident when I was three years old. Yeah. And I had no, no, no male figures around me other than my brother, which is like five years older than me. And he was like, he didn't know what the fuck he was doing, right? So yeah. that that set me on a, on a path of, of like I like saying uh, becoming a better version of myself because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I had a lot of questions, you know, I had my beautiful mom. I still have her and kudos to her. She did whatever the fuck she needed to do to raise three children. But uh, like any other man, any young man, you start 
asking questions about manhood, you know, about manliness and about, you know, I got I got this long thing <laughs> going on here between my legs. What the hell is going on, man? Like, and, and that that I started asking a lot of questions, man. And I started searching. I started searching in church. Like most people, I, I grew up in a Catholic uh, Christian environment. So I remember going to them and like, hey, this, 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 and asking questions. And they were like, oh, you are the devil. You should not be asking these questions. And I was like, what, 10, eight years old? I, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like, man, I'm just asking questions, right? And uh, I think because of that, I, I was always like on the move, always asking, 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 which got me into a lot of problems. I don't know if it happened to you as well, but I was asking questions in school. I was I was questioning absolutely everything. I was questioning, of course, my, my mom, every single form of authority. I was questioning not because I was a rebel, simply because I was curious. I, I really wanted to know what the fuck was going on with my body, with my mind, with all these things. And and that curiosity led me to many different things that 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 made me who I am today, bro. Like like sales, like sales, for example. Shit, I remember selling. I, I, I saw an opportunity back in school, primaria. Like I don't know what what's the elementary elementary like elementary school, right? And and my mom used to buy like at Costco or be, way before Costco. I don't even know what the fuck the store was, but she bought a lot of fucking chocolates. They didn't have those. They, they didn't have those chocolates back in in, in the school. And all the kids around her, they love them. And I was like, God damn! Well, I'll sell it to you, baby. What's going on? I was I was selling it one peso, one peso. I was not making any fucking sales, but I was just like, yeah, yeah, come on, man, let's do it. Oh shit, it was funny, man. <laughs> That's hilarious, bro. Um, so, and, and that's big, bro. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up too, because uh, look, look at today. If we're just going to talk about one point for a second, you know, the the lack of male role models, right? Obviously, unfortunately, your dad was killed in a car accident, right? Rest in peace to your father. And now you're left with a gaping hole, right? Because a proper family unit is the children, the mother and the father, right? We need the influence of both. So you have yeah. that. You're inquisitive, which probably got you into problems. It did with me too, because you're not supposed to ask questions, right? So well, when did, you know, if we can talk a little bit about, you know, your your initial coming up in the world of, of image, where was that always tied in from the beginning? Did somebody introduce that to you? Where did style, image, fashion, and all that come into the, the picture? That's awesome, bro. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I remember I, I used to change my, well, my mom tells me that, but I used to change my clothes like three days, uh, not three days, I'm sorry, three three times out of day and one day, right? My mom used to get mad at me and be like, you know, because she needed to fucking wash all the all the clothes. And I was like, what's up, mom? What's up? Well, look, okay. I, I always had an affinity towards aesthetics or some shit like that. And I always liked to to change my clothes because I would change my my role. You know what I'm saying? Like I was playing like most kids do, you know, which shit, if if we talk about that shit, you're gonna get banned about the transgender and all that shit. Cause they're trying to push that that whole thing like, oh, being a drag queen is cool. But hell no, man. That's that's some adult entertainment shit. Yeah. But they're trying to mix that with playing uh, with clothes from shit. I remember using the, the shoes of my mom. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I did not consider myself a woman and I was not gay. I was just playing around. Yeah. But uh, I always had that affinity that, that if you change your clothes, you could change your 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 way of being. So I would yeah. play, oh, I'm this, now I'm that. Now I'm a fucking wizard. Now I'm a fucking, now I'm my mom and whatever the fuck, right? 
And because of that uh, inquisitive mind, as you said, beautifully spoken, my brother, <laughs> with the correct words, not like me. I'm like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, I remember that this this whole deal of being an image consultant, this it, it only exists in Mexico. It, it's only one school. You can become a fucking, you can have a PhD in this shit. But uh, I'll get that in, in, in a moment. So I had that the like of fashion right and and then it got me into trouble when i was in high school and all these things i didn't i didn't even finish high school man because again i i didn't notice the difference between me reading books and then the books that they were already the, the teachers were recommending me i already read them so i was like what the fuck am i doing in this class or 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 i would dude one time the teacher told me you know what and I know it sounds like like I'm fucking bragging, but she told me, dude, you're so advanced in this class that you should just get the fuck out. Like, I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> you know, like, what the fuck, man? All right, cool. So I went outside and I was playing around and I got into trouble because of it, because yeah. I was supposed to be in class, right? But that happened a lot. So uh, again, I grew up a teenager with an affinity towards fashion. <laughs> Shit, you already know what, what's going on, right? And this is way before gay was cool. <laughs> Yeah. Again, I have nothing against against gay people, but that got me in trouble because I'm not gay. But growing up as a as a teenager, people around me and friends, and you know, they were like, "Oh, you gay, you piece of shit," and I was like, "Ah, oh, no, I'm not, but I like fashion shit." And and so that got me away a little bit from from fashion, yeah. from the fashion scene, and and dressing up and all that shit because. When you're a teenager, all you want is chase uh, tail, right? All you want is the attention from the opposite sex. You want to be cool. You want to play cool with your, with your friends. So I just remember that I never, ever, ever yeah. dressed in the way that it was, it was supposed to be cool. I would always be like the, the different cat, you know, like I would I would wear something different. And, and they were like, oh, man, that's cool. For example, changing my shoelaces, the color of my shoelaces. Which is now is something that I recommend, but I, I would do that because shit, I didn't want to follow the the you know the, the trends and all that. And then uh, I went to uh, to to Europe, right? I went to Europe, and and I can say it because I think I've, I've said it in some of our, our our events, or I don't know. But I got into a big depression because I was having a lot of like identity problems, like most teenagers do. But with that, wait you're gay because you like this. And I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like, no, man. So I, I got very much alienated, right? That I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I had only one friend who is in Switzerland. Shout out to him. Um, so I said, dude, like, what the fuck am I doing here, man? So that's when I didn't see the the, the benefits of going to school. So that's when I dropped out. And I said, fuck this, man. I'm going to go travel. Fuck this shit. I was 17 years old. And I went to my brother in, in um, Switzerland. And that's when I, because nobody knows, if you place yourself in, a, in an environment where nobody knows you, all, all of a sudden you feel like more free, right? Even though it's bullshit. Yeah. But I felt more free to be my, equal, quote unquote, myself. So I'm like, dude, I fucking love fashion. And I'm in the, you know, I'm, I was visiting Italy, you know, Europe, people in Europe, they dress way better than Americans and Mexicans and all that shit. And, and I felt like I was a fish in the, in the ocean. I'm like, oh, dude, I love this shit. So I started going out with uh, with some girls and, and I would accompany them to buy clothes. 
And all of a sudden I realized, dude, I love doing this shit. You know, I fucking love doing personal shopping. And I wasn't even charging. I was just going with my girlfriend back in the day. I'm like, dude, that's good. No, you should, you should be wearing this. You should be wearing that. And I think that's going to Europe is what got me into this path of, of fashion, image consulting and, and, and all that shit. Because I got to see, not just in myself, I got to see how by recommending certain fabrics, certain dresses, in in the in the woman that I was dating, I could I could notice a, a shift, right, a change. And then when I came back to Mexico, I was a whole different person, bro. I was wearing all these beautiful suits and shit, and nobody could recognize me. They, they wait, Pablito. Hey, no eres el Brian que conozco. Hey, no, you're not the Pablo that I used to know, man. And 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 I love that. I was like, dude, I didn't change. I'm the same motherfucker. I was I just changed my my clothes. And this is who I always wanted to be, wearing suits and shirts and this and that, fitted clothes. And, and I started noticing some of the girls that made, 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 made um, fun of me, right? Because I was gay and all that shit. Now they wanted to be around me. And I'm like, you fucking dirty bitch. <laughs> See, I told you. And, and some of the cats that were with those girls, they were like, oh, you cool, man. You, 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 do, you dress cool. You look fine. I was wearing a white blazer going to clubs and shit with normally everyone around me. They wouldn't normally wear that shit. You know, I was like yeah. Miami Vice or some shit like that. So that, that broke, that was like, boom, in my head. Like I explored, like I unlocked something like a power, like a superpower. And I was like, dude, I'm onto something like this. If, if I could, if I could study this, what, whatever the fuck is happening. Like I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing other than wearing things that I like. Yeah. But look at what they're doing and look at how they are reacting towards me. I fucking love this shit. So I want to I want to do this for the rest of my life. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you brought up a cool point there because externally you see everything around you just shift, especially when you you left that initial environment and you came back. So would you say to your point earlier that you were having like an identity crisis that when you were over there and you really started to embrace what you consider your calling or what you really wanted to do, that all those internal shifts started to happen because now you, you stop resisting what you love. And by you stepping into it, now it got easier for you to build confidence and start building yourself. W would you say that's correct? Would you say that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, dude, you said it beautifully. It's the resistance for some fucked up reason. I was resisting my true self. <laughs> whatever the fuck that means i was i was too worried about bullshit right i was too worried about oh but what what is he going to think what is she going to think what is my mom going to think what is my uncle going to think oh my god and then all of a sudden i was the same motherfucker right placed in a different situation with people with people that don't know me so all of a sudden the same thoughts that were running on my mind all the time i just allowed them to be right but they were always in me and now all of a sudden, like organically, if that makes sense, it just start, the the shifts started to happen. They, they they were just it was almost like they were just waiting on me. Like what's up, baby? Yeah. <laughs> they were just waiting for me to to do. This sounds corny as shit, but it was just me allowing myself to be me. As yeah. corny as that sounds, man. <laughs> Well, because you know what you did, you have no other choice, I think, right? But you yeah. went to a new place, you don't know anybody, you're by yourself. Like at that point, it's like, well, fuck it. What do I have to lose almost? Right. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah. you know, and like you said, it was organic, it was raw GMO and all this. <laughs> Non-GMO. Non -GMO, it right? was gluten-free. 
we always laugh at the marketing labels, you know, because now it's like vegan, plant-based, raw, ancient recipe. Like it'll put like 20 ethically traded, ethically traded, right? Cold pressed. Cold pressed. <laughs> that's funny. So, yeah, this is cold pressed. so that's cool. So I think that's a testament too that you need to get the hell out of where you're from. And like, and, and this is why I think it ties into too, like we'll do an event where like come to the event, right? Like we want you to travel and come because maybe it's not the same as leaving your life and going to Europe like he did, but it's a taste of that because you're getting out of your normal environment and you're doing something where you're going to be in a new place with new people, right? New energy, new information, new experience, and that can do something for you. You don't know until you do it. And that's the testament of it. And, and, and I like that. And he's even giving me little details that I'm catching in the stories that we've talked about this before, but new stuff that maybe I either forgot or that he's telling me that I'm knowing for the first time, which is cool. So you go, you come back, right? How long were you in Europe before you came back? Shit, about two years, man. Two? two years. Yeah. Two years. Year and a half, year, eight months, something like that. Year, nine months. Yeah, yeah. it was a long time there, man. Shit. Yeah. And when you're that age, when you're younger, oh man, that's like an eternity. Now when we're older, two years is like, eh, uh, like yeah, I've been in Miami cool. now almost two years. It's like not a big deal. But when you're in like high school or 18, 19, 17, 18 years old, like, bro, where have you been? Like, uh, two, I haven't seen you in like 10 years. Right. Cause you know, when you're uh, developing too, even physically in those ages, you could get way taller, right. You can, your physique can change a lot. So it's a lot. And then you like what he brought up earlier is what you have to pay attention to the social aspect. He denied himself what he wanted to do because of social repercussions, which was be made fun of, be called, uh, be called gay. And I want to touch on that, bro. Is it just because the majority of the people in the fashion industry are gay that they say that? Or is it just because people don't understand shit about it? They just throw that out. I think both, but mostly because uh, like 99% of the people in fashion other than tailors are gay and even some tailors are gay because they'll be like oh let me message you blah, blah, honk. <laughs> you know but yeah there's a lot of gay people and and, and you know the the stereotype of if you want to change your style go to a gay guy right or <laughs> or a fucking or a woman like only women know how to shop for clothes or only gay men and uh, that's bullshit because i'm the opposite i'm a fucking raw non-gmo type of dude and when you look at me i'm always like i have a face like i'm angry all the time which i'm not but i'm like you should be wearing this motherfucker and those that have worked with me i'm like i'm like you know the the, the movie always make fun of the movie the um, chris's stupid love yeah <laughs> hey, hey i'm asking you a question are you in the fraternity like i'm that type of dude you know like hey, get the fuck out of me yeah, like, hey pablo let's go to the gap <laughs> you know i'll smack the shit out of you and that's not in quotes normal right at least for for the majority of people that are used to being gay, oh, let's put a dead animal. You look so delicious. You got a mochino face, <laughs> brick brown shoulders. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, yeah, something else that I, I forgot to, to mention is, um, yeah, the social pressure part, it was so important, but also because I didn't, I wasn't even allowing myself to go to the gym. I was fat. I don't even know why. And I used to play football. Like in Mexico, we call it American football. That is essentially it's football. And and uh, I was getting buff and I was having a nice physique for a fucking 17-year-old, right? And and uh, something that I never understood back in the day is that when you want to step it up, step up your, your game, your fashion, your physique, those around you immediately critique you, right? They criticize you. 
especially in a third world country, man. They're like, oh, what are you trying to do? And I got into fights, fights, fist fights, simply because I dressed better. I looked better. I smelled better, right? Like they thought I was going to steal their woman and fucking woman instead of being like, dude, this motherfucker looks good. They thought I was gay. So I was like, what the fuck? What kind of bitch ass world am I am I in? Like, what the fuck is this? And then I went to Europe and there, it was more like, okay, it's cool. If you know, people are more buff, they take care of themselves a little bit better. They look good. Fucking Italians, they all look phenomenal, man. They all look phenomenal. I, I don't know what the, I remember thinking, what? Is it something in the water or in the pasta or in the pizza? Like, why the fuck does these niggas look so good? <laughs> they all look phenomenal. <laughs> And 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 I, I wanted a piece of that. And then when I brought it back, yeah, that's when the whole change happened, man. That's awesome, bro. So, um, you know, you come back, right? Um, and I, what, what, how old were you when you came back? 20, 21, something like that. Yeah, like twenty. Twenty. At what point is it? I know you you initially said earlier, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Did you come back and immediately you're like, I'm going to turn this into a career, or did it take time? Like, what what, what did that part look like next? Yeah, after you came I. Back? I I started as a chef, you know that, because I've cooked yeah. at your place. I've cooked, you know, you know, I can cook, you know what I'm saying? A little salt bay. I thought I wanted to be a chef because that was I was making money out of it, right? I started as a as a waiter. I started uh, washing the dishes and all this shit. Mm -hmm. And then I saw, you know, some advertising and something like that. And people told me that chefs travel a lot. And I love traveling, man. I love I'm a I'm a nomad. I, fucking hate staying at the same place for goddamn too long i love traveling so i said shit i'm gonna be a chef and i'm gonna be traveling all over the fucking world so i thought that's what i wanted and i went back to europe because I, that's where the whole the the schools are right and i i never went to i knew that i didn't have the money to to go to college any fucking college college right so i said what the fuck am i gonna do so i gotta if you want to be a chef a chef pablo you gotta go to the fucking restaurants right and I remember going to restaurants, talking to chefs. Some of them would tell me, get the fuck out of here. Some of them would actually, yeah, they would, okay, yeah, let me invite you. And they would actually invite me to dinner and say, well, you need to do this, 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 and fuck schools. You need to be here. You need to be learning and bitch. And I was like, oh, cool. So I fell in love with Europe. <laughs> you, need to be learning, Europe. you need to be learning in this bitch. They said yeah. that. <laughs> That's what they say. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on, man. Shit. Oh god, oh, <laughs> <laughs> man, anything but a chicken wing, you know what I'm saying? Sauce. <laughs> anyway, bro. So yeah, I went back to Europe because I fell in love with Europe and I wanted to be a chef pursuing my career, right? Mm -hmm. Again, I always loved the fashion side, but I didn't know that you can make a career out of it yeah. other than being a fashion designer. I don't like designing clothes. I like the fashion aspect of wearing it and putting it in and the communication side, right? But I, I, when I was 20, 21, I didn't know that you can actually make a living out of it. So I went to Europe again, to Spain, because I have family in Spain. And I went to work in a restaurant in Spain, in a two Michelin star restaurant in Pamplona. I don't know how to say it in English. Pamplona? Shit. <laughs> Fuck. Pamplona, right? Shit, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And it was beautiful, uh, but again, it didn't work out. But I had a lot of tension, a uh, shit ton of experience in 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 cuisine. And then again, dating a lot of people over there, a lot of girls. It was like I would go to the the stores and and I would tell them what to wear. 
to my girls, which is like something unheard of, right? Like, I know, man, normally the guy is like, uh, going shopping with you, bitch. Oh, man, come on, man. That's, that's tiring. And I was like, Whoa! I was I was doing what I love. Yeah. And then someone there, yeah, a girl I was dating told me, have you ever thought of becoming a, a personal shopper? Like, you can go in a fucking hotels and they have personal shoppers for their customers and you just buy the clothes for them and then you bring them and then they choose whatever the fuck they want. And I was like, the first time I thought, damn, I can make a living out of this shit. All right, cool. So uh, again, I'm not going to hold through the whole fucking story, but I went to uh, Sevilla with which where my family sat and I started living there. I started doing that. I started presenting. I, I always just, um, how, do, how do you fucking say it? I always, identify myself as a chef and I always presented myself as a chef but when I went to my family in Sevilla in like the southern part of of Spain I started that was the first time that I and I was 21 22 that was the first time I started um presenting myself and and saying I am a fashion guy right I am the guy that you go to the personal shopper so I started like playing around with that shit I didn't earn anything I wasn't charging I didn't know how much to charge or anything but I was like doing that yeah. and i had a blast you know the whole story mil dirhams and all that shit I, it went sideways because my fucking family my fucking cousin out there man he's fucking crazy and he i mean i don't want to say that he got me into trouble i got me into trouble but it got me into a lot of trouble problem a lot of trouble something that you wouldn't understand <laughs> and yeah i got in, into a lot of, i don't know if, do you want me to talk about it bro or is it yeah, like if you want that, that's up to you bro Shit. Damn. It's a supreme being raw. This is this is ex- Pablo Mentor exposed. <laughs> that yeah. too. That too. Yeah. So uh I mean, long story short, I got involved into drugs, right? And, and I was doing cocaine every fucking day. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It was bad, man. It was really fucking bad. And uh I was within that that type of people you know what i'm saying like yeah. the people that deal with that i remember it was involved even uh people from russia right mm. that they moved the whole thing i don't want to i can't talk too much about it but i was involved in that type of thing right or my cousin was and because of him i was living with him i was that and i was balling man i was balling i was going to the clubs and everyone wanted to hang around us we had the money but we had a lot of money and he went away Immediately, bro. I, now to think of it, I, shit, I, pro, I was probably a millionaire back in the day. Well, if you transform it into Mexican pesos, right? I was not a millionaire in euros. But I had a fucking lot of money. And if I knew what the fuck I was doing, I would probably invest that shit. But I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. It was just buying clothes, Armani, fucking Louis Vuitton, fucking Dolce about. I had all the shit. And when we went to the club, all the girls, they would just want to hang around with us, boom, 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 this, this, that. And for some reason, a good reason, um, my cousin ended up in jail and I didn't. <laughs> we, we we got like a, like a lo- the, the short version was he had a friend in, in the police, right? And he told him, dude, they're searching for you, for you, you and your cousin, you and Pablo. And he told me that and dude my face went like oh god damn i can't go to jail man damn yeah. i'm too young god damn it so i i went away 
I fucking run away, bro. I, I fucking ran away. I ran away to a friend of mine's in Madrid. Yeah. Didn't told her what the fuck, why the fuck I was there. I was just like, dude, I need, I need like a fucking week. <laughs> I need a place to stay at for a week. And, and, and then I, I called my brother. I remember crying. And also because I was fucking hangover, right? Dude, if, for those that have done cocaine, you know what I'm talking about. The hangover after cocaine, God damn, it's the worst thing ever, man. You feel like you're dying. God damn. So I was hangover, and I was calling my brother like, oh, man, I'm going to go to jail, man. Shit, I feel like shit. And he was like, dude, you're a stupid motherfucker. Don't call me. Call my mom. What the fuck do you want me to do? I was like, okay. And so he told my mom, and my mom was like, you piece of shit i told you whatever right now she actually she 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 wasn't angry. i mean she was angry but she didn't tell me shit she supported me and she said you're on the next plane to mexico because if they grab your ass over there in spain you're gone like they're not gonna let you go you're a fucking mexican in spain involved in drugs like one plus forget one it. forget it forget about it right so i i got into the next fucking plane i came back to mexico I got a lawyer and my lawyer told me, don't talk to your cousin ever again, or at least for five years. Dude, that's, and this is more than 10 years ago. And he was already telling me, if you write anything on Facebook that is incriminating, they're watching you. And now we know that this shit is hearing us and this whole thing, right? But this is like 10 years ago. Uh, they they knew that uh, that if I write anything, it could be used in court. So no social media, no nothing. Just shut the fuck up. You didn't do anything because I technically I didn't do anything, right? I I, I wasn't supposed to go to jail because I didn't do anything. I'm not gonna tell the whole story, but I was innocent, right? And I came back here, and and now I was like, well, what the fuck do I do? And now coming from a baller, having a lot of money, and going to clubs and all this shit, now back at my mom's, I'm like, damn. I hate this shit. <laughs> and that's when the whole image consultant side started. I said, yeah. okay, so I'm doing that in Spain. How can I replicate that this in Mexico, right? So I I remember I was searching for all the fashion businesses in Mexico City. All of them, dude, all of them. And there weren't a lot. It was like maybe 30, 31, something like that. The schools, everything that has to do with fashion and I door knocked them right I was like hey I'm looking for a job it doesn't matter if you don't if you don't fucking pay me I don't have school but I did this in Spain and I just want to learn right I just want to learn I'll strip the floors I don't give a fuck I just want to be here and I want to learn and they all told me no 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 we don't have the job we can't have you even if I told them dude don't pay me I just want to be here they were like no no we we can't have you we can't have you and in one of those, um, I wouldn't call them interviews, but in one of those uh, door knocks, right? I came across the school that teaches image consulting to be to make you an imagologist, right? Uh, a scientific, well, the scientists of perception. That's how they call themselves. <laughs> it's a science that studies perception. And because of my last name, dude, this is funny. I think I never told you the story. Because of my big ass last name, Espinosa de los Monteros. Because something that you Americans don't understand, maybe in America, that's like, oh, fucking telenovela, Univision type of name. But in Latin America, those type of big-ass names, they open you doors, right? They're like, oh, Espinosa de los Monteros. Do you know the doctor? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's my uncle. Yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah. So they were like, oh, you're important, right? You come from an important family. 
And I would play the role. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm important. Even though I, I didn't have shit, right? I was living on my mom's. <laughs> so um, the direct, the principal of that, the, of the, um, the school that teaches you how to become an image consultant, he opened the door for me because of my last name. We started talking. And there was a there were there was an opportunity to become a teacher over there, and this is like dude, it happened between four, three to five years, and I wasn't waiting until someone gave me the jest that okay to become an image consultant. I would in with between that gap, I was my inquisitive mind. I was always trying to learn something. I was learning from Anthony Robbins. I was getting a, a, a cert, an online certification to become a coach for Anthony Robbins. I was reading books. I got into game. I got into pickup. started learning all the shit. I got into one of our friends and one of our, our mentors, Arash, and I started learning all that shit. And then, uh, so I, I was already knowledgeable, right? I, I didn't know too much about the, the science part of image, but I already had like an idea because I was reading books. I was reading the philosophy of, of beauty and aesthetics. So by the time he gave me that chance, he told me, dude, like you already know more than most of these motherfuckers coming in this in this school. Because I told him, dude, I, all I want is a chance to learn because I don't have the money to enter to your fucking school, right? But I want to learn. And we had, we we got along, shout out to him, shout out to him, Sergio Talavera. Uh, and he told me, dude, you you are onto something already. Like maybe I can recommend you some books, read these, read that. And I was, he told me, he kind of guided, guided me, right? And and then I got into like a course, like a mini course. And uh, because he recommended me, go to this guy. It's not part of the school, but he's teaching this shit. He, yeah. he learn from us and he's teaching it on his own yeah. and that was it that was it bro that the rest is history i said okay so none of you motherfuckers can give me a job because i don't have high school degree i don't have nothing that on paper would make me someone right yeah but i have the validation of someone who is the shit within the industry who told me already that you already know so you could be teaching or showing this shit already so that i was like oh dude okay so i'm gonna start my own shit and that's how style systems started. Style systems, I said, okay, so this is a systematic way that you could learn just the, the way that I did it. And I'm going to become an image consultant, self-proclaimed image consultant in quotes, because I did have the back uh, uh, of this guy, right? And, yeah. and I, I started doing it, bro. I started doing it. I started doing it. I started doing my events here in Mexico, which nobody show, fucking showed up. But, dude, I'm going I'm, to I'm pause right there because I'm going to continue, man, if you... You have something to say, man. No, bro. You know, and, and I, I just want to ask one question based on that. Hopefully everybody was listening intently. What if you never decided to go knock on their doors and then get confirmation and meet that guy? How do you think that would have changed everything? God damn. I think I'm probably still, I, I'd be still on my mom's. I, was, I would be still living on my mom mom's apartment be like oh, i don't know what to do with my life I'm trying to figure out life right and and i asked that because you know and i've been we've been telling people both of us for years like bro you gotta go out there and fucking get it like yeah he got rewarded for his action in his mind maybe he thought he was here and this guy's like damn you're already up here he got yeah. confirmation from a a, a a we can say a proper a qualified individual in that exactly. space to say bro you already got it and 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 sometimes you're gonna have to do a lot to get that confirmation 
yeah, he was studying and doing his thing, but he had to go out there and fucking door knock, right? And oh man, you can't do that. Yes, you can. Like you'll do whatever it takes to to get what you want if that's really what you want to do. And that's what he did. He went straight for, okay, there's 31, 30, 31 places. I'm going to go knock on their door. Hey, I'll work here for free. Yet most of you, right? And I'm not saying necessarily the people listening to this podcast, but just people in general, they now are like, oh, I don't want to do an internship unless I'm going to be paid. No. Oh, um, you know, I'm not going to join your company unless you give me all this stuff for free. It's like, what? Like, how fucking entitled are you, bro? Yeah. Right? That's why I love hearing that because that's a real life experience from 10 years ago or more now, probably more. Where it's like, dude, I'll I'll fucking I'll I'll clean your fucking toilets if I can be here yeah. and just listen, right? Yeah. It's the same thing I told my first mentor. Yeah, bro, if you tell me to fucking scoop up and eat dog shit every day, I'll fucking do it. That's how like successful I want to be in real estate. Like I've already made the decision. What's up? And, and that's what you need, right? Oh, it's extreme. Well, yeah, if you want to be fucking great and do what you want to do, it's gonna take that extreme fucking dedication. You can't just show. Oh, well. Oh, that's good stuff, Pablo. I'm going to come back on Monday and we'll get started. Like, no, dude, what? And, and and that's why I wanted to ask that question, bro. And that's so cool because that set the tone and, and, and was the next chapter. And boom, you know, you start your events. You're not getting many people. And then it blows up. Then I remember, um, you know, we end up meeting at the Global yeah. SLR in like 2014 or 2015. 2015, I think, right? 2015, man. Damn. We're technically, it's a social dynamics slash pickup event. Right. We're invited to speak from our perspective fields, along with other coaches who are teaching dating, social dynamics and that kind of stuff. We get invited. Right. He had achieved notoriety in Mexico. And then you can talk about that more right now if you want. Like you got I mean, you've worked with big brands and stuff. So it's not like you're just some street hustler selling this shit. You've been on TV multiple times. I mean, you've done a lot. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, just to get back on what, what I was saying. Right. I started Style Systems. And before I get into that, bro, is you just two things out of what you just said. It's so beautiful, man, because, yeah, in your mind, you think you're at this level and all you need is to go out there. Right. All you need is a confirmation, not only from a, an authority figure, but maybe people, the feedback that the, the world gives you. Hmm. And you realize you fucking got it, man. You just have to fucking do it. Right. Take action. God damn it. And uh, so I started Style Systems. I said, this is my image consulting agency, right? And and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So even though the very, like the first year, all I got was like fucking 20 pesos, like a buck, right? Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't earning shit. And I, I I decided to get a side hustle because I needed the money and I needed to get the fuck out of my house, the, the place of my mom. So I got a side hustle. I got out of that place and the side hustle was selling suits prime suits right i was selling suits but it, it was fucking expensive suits like even expensive for fucking americans expensive expensive as shit so i needed to be involved with high-end people like and, and i started going to networking and all that and sales i love i fucking love sales i fucking love com communication and i started noticing how with the things that i already know with image right the the image consultant side all that i started becoming a little bit more different from the regular salesman and they started asking me what the fuck are you doing and i was like i'm doing the same shit that you do i just dress better <laughs> right i just i just know that if i put on a purple suit i'll get more people asking me who the fuck are you right and that's why i started growing my mustache i said dude i i gotta i gotta stand out in some way i gotta i gotta do something that makes me different from all the salesmen selling suits and all the other Im image consultants which are most of them are gay 
And what is the opposite of gay? Well, you know, like manly beard and all this shit. So I did it. And that got me a little bit more, more into more clients. If that, that, that makes sense. And because of that, like one, it's like the domino, the domino effect. I got approached by one guy on LinkedIn and I don't even remember. It was a long time ago on LinkedIn because I started recording myself. Dude, like your first videos, probably. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I sound insecure as shit, even though I thought I was a shit. I was like, oh, so, and this was in Spanish. If you wear a black suit or whatever, but that I didn't, I didn't care. I was sharing it. And one guy who's in TV, he said, I want to interview you for my program, right? He was a coach and I have a, 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 you know, a television program that is about improving and this, that, and I think you have uh, like a, a cool approach on coaching because I also represent myself as a coach because I have the certification of Anthony Robbins, this, that. So I said, cool, yeah, of course. Let's talk about image. Coaching from the side of image, right? Mm-hmm. How, how much it deals with your mindset and all that shit. Yeah. I got into a fucking TV show, like national TV show here in Mexico. Of course, that fucking exploded, at least here, and got me into politics with another friend. A friend of mine saw that, and he he's an also an image consultant. Shout out to him. He said, dude, I have a couple of, uh, like fucking not senators, like way beyond that, way, way before that. Anyway, like small potatoes in politics, right? But there were two guys, and, and he said, "I need, I need, I need your help." So I was like, "Okay, cool, I'm gonna do this." And I went out and helped him. And because of that, we got involved into another campaign that had to do with Enrique Peña Nieto, that is the the ex-president, former president of Mexico. And then because of that, it got me into brands like Modelo Beer. It got me into other companies that yeah. I wasn't the one who was like, oh, I'm going to work on this shit. But people around me that knew what the fuck I was doing and because of the videos and all that, they said, well, do you know about this? Do you know about the psychology of colors? Yes. Okay. Can you help me out with this, this like freelance work? I said, okay, if you, if you put this color on this ad, ad, ad advertising or this campaign, it's going to fuck you up, right? Because this is the meaning of red, blah, 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 blah. And they were like, okay, cool. So it's it's just one you stack them up and you know, I stack them up one on top of the other one until From here to here. <laughs> yeah, actually, in the in the new place that I'm at right now, because I'm outside the the, the city, um, a university told me we want you to speak our our college, right? And I was like, dude, I fucking made it. I wasn't. It was the first fucking college that I fucking stepped on, and I told them, talking about mama. You said I wasn't going to college, and now I'm speaking to these motherfuckers. <laughs> so I went there and and I spoke about about my shit, and and then <laughs> also you know what something man I started cussing because this is something that I learned from Anthony Robbins. He said if you cuss, you make people snap out of their reality, right? Like they're waiting for you, especially if you see a guy wearing a fucking tie and a suit. You you wait, you're expecting him to be like all oh, proper and oh absolutely sir yes i am here in this fine event good evening gentlemen and i'm fuck no so uh another thing that set me apart it was the way that i talk right like more yeah you know what i'm saying motherfucker yeah shit this shit that as i'm speaking about image as i'm telling you dude if you wear these motherfucker you look beautiful as hell 
So that also was like, what the hell? And I think because of that, Arash interviewed me, bro, uh, a friend of ours that got me into America. He wanted to interview me. I don't know the reason, man. I, I, maybe he saw one of my fucking videos and I was cussing and talking about image. And I talked about image in a way that nobody fucking knows. Nobody fucking knows. There's three other people that know about how much I know about image. I can say that. I can write in fucking stone and I can tell you their names, Victor Gordoa and Alvaro Gordoa. And I know the motherfuckers. They know this. They know more than I do, but I'm, a, I'm a, on their level, right? So nobody knows about this yet. I said, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to start doing it in English. Again, because I just wanted to broaden my 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 audience. And because I think it was a challenge at, the, at a group, at a Facebook group that we were together. Mm-hmm. I think they said, show yourself, tell us who the fuck you are, what the fuck you do. So I started doing it, did that, and it got attention. Again, an ex-mentor of mine, he said, I want to interview you. I said, okay, cool, interview me. And I started talking about my shit in the same way that I'm talking about, about it right now. And he said, dude, Damn, you're onto something, bro. We finished the interview and he said, I want you on my, on my fucking event. I want you to talk about what you're talking about on my event. And it was like two weeks notice. I didn't have a fucking visa. I didn't have shit. I was like, God, but I already had my own place. Yeah. So I thought, okay, cool, okay, cool. Okay, cool. I'm going a, to I'm a, I'm a do something. I think I sold my car. I sold, you, you remember I was in the vending machine business, right? I don't know. Yep told you that i sold all my fucking machines all of them i had like yeah. six i sold all of them just to go to a fucking event wow and it was like three days fucking three days yeah. with oscar shout out to oscar the first guy that, that gave me a home over there <laughs> and that's when i met you bro we already kind of met on on we kind of talked yeah. on fucking facebook you you i remember you commenting on my fucking or i commented on your post because you were door knocking on some ugly ass shoes and i told you dude you can't be wearing a suit and wearing those bitch ass shoes like come on man <laughs> oh man that's too funny and the rest is history man the rest is history from there going to america i already had a book the rules of style which never sold in mexico the only person that bought it was my mom <laughs> and i've told i've told you this story many times where i, I made the first sale and I was like, yes, I'm making it in the fucking world. Yeah, my first copy. And my mom, she was so excited. Look, Pablito, I bought your, your, your fucking uh, your book. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. All right, thanks, mom. But come on, man. And then when I went to America, dude, that shit blow, blew up. I don't even remember how many copies I sold. More than 100. And I'm not even joking, man. Like, they just wanted it. Boom, 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 boom. And then... I don't know. The rest is history, bro. But from there, we started doing events. Style systems got way more momentum, even in Mexico, even in Mexico, because now they saw me. Oh, man, you're in America. God damn shit. So that got me more clients over here for, for freelance work, like for big companies, Jack Daniels, fucking Eridura. <laughs> no, and all these big, big shot companies, bro. Yeah. Yeah, and remember, you got to keep the momentum, never stop. <laughs> Just maintain the positivity and the faith. <laughs> oh, well. So I, I think that's good, bro, because we're definitely going to do more than one episode, and this is about yeah. an hour. So 
but it's been right. cool, bro. I mean, th- thanks for coming on, man, because that, that that's really what I want to do here. I want people to to talk more openly, right? Because normally we'll come on, it's like, hey, here's where this, or this is a communication tip, and it's a lot more just instructional. This is just us kind of chopping it up and talking shit and, and having a good time. But it, it goes to to show everybody listening, if you really pay attention to the stories and then you listen and you've been following us or you're our students, you see how everything is in alignment. Everything we've been talking about or what we teach or what we tell you to do, we've done at some point last year, six months ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, and we embody these principles. When we tell you to knock a fucking door, we've knocked thousands and tens of thousands of doors. I think I I, I counted it, bro. I think I've knocked like over 100,000 doors or close to it, right? <laughs> so it's like, why would I not speak confidently and then be like, oh yeah, pay me fucking $10,000 to teach you door knocking. It's like, okay, no. Okay. Then you go fucking knock a hundred thousand doors. See how you do it. Right. And it's the same thing. So appreciate it, bro. Cause I know some of the stuff, you know how it is. Some interviews. Oh yeah. I, you know, I grew up and it was tough and you know, so it's cool that you divulge a lot of information, man. Cause I think sometimes when people uh, interview, they and we don't really have this problem right but uh, like a lot of people they just don't want to share certain things or you know they don't want to admit when they weren't good or you know what i mean they want to be like oh i was perfect and this and that and and then it becomes boring right and and, and i don't think people get anything from it so thank you man we're definitely gonna do another episode do you have any um like a rough estimate of when you're gonna come because i know you're gonna come to the states do you have any idea when it'll be uh i mean the plan is to go there the first week of may okay but if I can make it to Miami, I'm gonna go maybe to LA because I know I got a I got people that I can work with. Got a lot of clients in LA. You know who the fuck you are if you're listening because you probably are. I'm gonna go there and we're gonna work. We're gonna work. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. So first week, second week of May, I'll be there, man. Cool. For sure. Yeah. All right. Then we'll definitely do uh, episode two in person. What? Now, nah, thank you, man. I I appreciate it. Thank you for. Uh, bring me here and let, let me tell my story and shit. You know what I'm saying? Of course, bro. The, the website reaching out to you. I know it's a bitch with us being all shadow banned and stuff, but like where your book is and all your stuff, uh, what, what's the website? And I'll link it below as well. Style systems, double S at the end, style systems.com. Style systems.com. With that double S you feel double me? Is that, Cause that extra S is for the mustache. You dig? <laughs> Hey, you know, the style systems, you know what I'm saying? The suit, you know what I'm saying? My whole story, you know what I'm saying? My trials and tribulations, you know what I'm saying? It's just what I mean, baby. Souths. All right, Souths. y'all. Peace. I'll thank you, bro. <laughs>